Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. In this series, we get to speak with leading brands about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. And today, we have a first, a trifecta of mats uh, from Come and Go. Uh, they're going to speak with us today. We have Matt Reisman, the Director of Brand Marketing, Matt Anderson, the Director of Digital customer experience and Matt Weber, the director of business insights and analytics. How are the, how are you gentlemen today? Doing great. Wonderful. Great. Doing well. Happy good. to be in good company of Matt's. Uh, lots of Matt's and a lot of directors too. So it's, uh, we've got director Matt, so it's, it's, it's good. We, uh, we do have other directors that aren't Matt here at, at come and go and Maverick. So don't <laughs> worry. I was going to ask if that was a prerequisite for the position that you had, uh, Matt, but uh, that, that's good that that's not. So, uh, But it's good that it is, too. So, um, well, again, I will quit with the jokes and uh, we will uh, get on to the interview. Uh, first off, uh, we'd like to start these on a more personal level, uh, get to understand a little bit about you, uh, the Matts, uh, with regard to kind of your current uh, role at Come and Go, what you guys do maybe a passion or a fun fact you have outside of work and maybe a little bit of your previous work history as well. So we'll, we'll start with Matt Reisman. All right. I see how it's going to be tough to kick it over to Matt. Um, Matt Reisman, I'm the director of brand marketing here at Come and Go. Uh, so me and my team focus primarily on customer acquisition, customer retention, and brand strategy, um, which spans a lot of things, you know, from all the way from store signage to social media to paid media. Um, as well as lots of lots of inputs into the into the and rewards program as well. Um, I have been at Come and Go for coming up on three years. Um, previous experience in the CPG world on the brand management side. Um, uh, so come with a lot of a lot of uh, great experience for this role. Uh, personally, man, it's always this is always the toughest question. Fun fact or passion? I'm. I'm passionate about cooking. So I guess I think the, you know, a lot of the jobs I've had in marketing are never far from, from food or beverage um, and come and go is no exception to that. Uh, so my, I, I guess I'm passionate about cooking and I, I like to do it with my son who's six. So we've been, we've been learning a lot of, of stuff lately. So that's, well, that's me. All right. yeah. It's always great to share your passions with your kids. That's, that's yeah. good to hear. Uh, Matt Anderson, how about you? All right, uh, Matt Anderson. I am the director of the digital customer experience here at Come and Go. Uh, I am just over two years old here at Come and Go, so I still feel pretty new. It's also my first experience in kind of the world of retail, uh, which is an exciting departure from the financial sector, which I specifically came from mortgage for the last twelve years. Um, at Come and Go, my team oversees the loyalty platform, which is Patronics, email notifications, our mobile and web app experience, and any and any and all customer related. Uh, inquiries to our loyalty platform and technical integrations with our digital partners. Um, we really work hand in hand with Reisman's team to provide that value once the customer becomes part of the program and, and bringing them along the journey. Uh, fun fact about me is I've never been a soccer fan, but all of my kids have joined soccer. And so that is our weekends that we live and breathe now is soccer. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a fun ride. Uh, I think I have a daughter that's playing uh, soccer at the University of Akron freshman. Uh, but it was a fun 12 years before that. Lots of money invested, but uh, it kind of works out in the end, hopefully. That's right. Uh, and I think we have Matt Weber now. 
Yeah. Hi, uh, Matt Weber, Director of Business Insights and Analytics here at Come and Go. So uh, I'm coming up on on five years. Um, uh, prior to that, uh, this being Des Moines, Iowa, much like Matt Anderson, uh, coming from insurance and financial services. Um, my my last role was uh, as a senior data scientist for uh, an insurance company here in town. Um, really, really enjoy retail. It's fast. It's it's just a lot of fun. It's easy to put yourself in the shoes of the customer. Um, our team uh, kind of has three areas where, where we work. We've got kind of this core analytics data science team. Um, we've got uh, consumer and market research. Uh, we also do a lot of uh, GIS, ge geo-information systems. Um, yeah. Obviously, Figuring out where to build a new store is one of the most important decisions we make. So um, the that that part of uh, my team is, is very involved in in that that process. Um, yeah, the fun facts are always tough. Uh, so since Matt Reisman got got food related, I'll just keep it kind of food and sea store related. Um, I uh, this summer have um, become quite fond of a roller grill. We, I got with our facilities team and they had an old, like you see the big roller grills with the hot dogs and the, and the egg rolls and everything in the stores. I was able to uh, sweet talk a, one of our finance folks into, or one of our uh, uh, facilities folks into selling one that they were getting rid of. So I've been enjoying that. My kids love um, eating off of the roller grill when we host parties outside. So um, that's been a uh, unexpected hit. That's awesome. Uh, that, that sounds like a good addition uh, to the, the backyard for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, so for people who may not be familiar with Come and Go, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the brand, the history of the brand? Uh, it would be great to know that. Sure, I can jump in there. So Come and Go was founded, first store opened in 1959 uh, up in Hampton, Iowa. Um, we were founded by Tony Gentle and Bill Krauss, um, our, uh, our proud founders. We today operate as Come and Go, um, just about 400 locations across 13 states, and you know we're all of our business is rooted in in our our company mission of making days better for our customers, the communities in which we serve, as well as all of our associates that that work in our stores and at our store support center. Um, so we talked about this a little bit in the intro, but last week the the sale of Come and Go was finalized to Maverick uh, out in Utah. And so we're now integrating into to their organization, um, and our new you know our new footprint will span over 20 states uh, and over 800 stores. So it's an exciting time for us, um, really growing quickly, and we'll be continuing to grow in the future. That's awesome. Um, your loyalty program. Uh, we'd love to know a little bit more about it. How it was designed, uh, how customers engage with it, and what are some of the benefits to the brand and to the the consumer for the program itself. Sure. So our our rewards program is called And Rewards, um, referencing the And and Come and Go. Um, and we just launched a a brand new refresh of the program uh, August first. So still called And Rewards, um, but it brings a lot of new features uh, along with the new mobile app that we're super excited about. And I think you know the focus of the program is really bringing savings and value at Come and Go to our members. Um, so it you know I think it operates like a, a in a fairly typical way. We've, our customers register through our app on the web, or they can register at store as well. Um, from there, every new member gets a welcome bundle. We call it 
and it's uh, a thank you for signing up and it has free items, fuel discounts, get them familiar with the program. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, customers are earning points for every, for every purchase. So they earn points for fuel, earn points in store, and then they take those points and can redeem them for what they want. So we have two main options, which is our and rewards cash um, or and fuel discounts. Um, so and rewards cash is cash you can use in store and fuel discounts are cents off a gallon. So we're, you know, we're really proud of that, that choice that we give our customers. That was, that was a big part of, of the new program. And it's a big way that our customers receive benefit. Um, and then as well as, you know, receiving access to a lot of exclusive offers that are only available to our members. So that's, awesome. that's a, hopefully a high level overview. That's great. Yeah, there's a, there's a, uh, we have a, a C-Store working group actually at Loyalty360 and there's a lot of uh, redesign and programs, trying to make them more effective, more engaging. Uh, and, and it sounds like you're doing the same thing from reward cash and fuel offering to make it uh, personalized but flexible, which is, which is good to hear. Yeah. Excellent. And you mentioned you just launched a new app, uh, part of the rewards program. Can you share us a little bit more about the app, you know, how it works, what the, uh, the role customer feedback may have played in, 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 you know, in the launch of the, the app? Yeah, sure. So um, the feedback, I think, right off the bat, right, being able to convert those points to cash and fuel was one of the driving forces. And how do we have our customers interact to do that? So um, one of the pieces Matt had come up with, Reisman, right, is the ability to do that within app, but also web, right? We don't always have our customers in our in in the mobile experience. We also have to serve those customers that don't have uh, the ability to use mobile to interact with us. Um, and so going forward, that's the value in the proposition there. Um, but in line with that, we've also heard from our customers, they wanted the ability to purchase products and pick them up in-store and curbside. So we enhanced that ability to do it uh, with including alcohol and tobacco. Um, and then with the new loyalty program, they have the opportunity to manage those points, kind of what I said with the, the app and in the website. Um, and we also want to push the boundaries you had mentioned before about the personalization, customization. We really wanted to lean into that, something we haven't seen a lot of. But we really wanted to give our customers that know me experience. Um, we've got 100 plus data points that we can use to really talk to our customers and market to them. And our customers have pretty well responded to that, right? Knowing where they are, what they're doing. But our vendors are the other customers that I would take into this. They've really latched onto this ability to really talk to them, deliver them that personalization, those offers um, that they feel more in tune to the customer instead of just going out to the broader audience. Okay, excellent. When when you look at uh, the program, how how do you uh, hope to evolve the program going forward? So I'll keep it at a high level. Really fine tuning that customization and personalization is really going to drive us. Um, knowing our customer, knowing their habits, uh, catering to what they need, and knowing what they need is really going to help drive this loyalty program to make the more value of it. Um, as well as the products that they want, we can listen to the, the market. If they want new products in, can we do that and make it available? As well as digital-only offers, right? Really having them engage with us that way, um, that makes it more lucrative for, for vendors too as well. So instead of getting a $5 off something, um, because you're a customer with this, now I can provide you specifically with a $15 offer instead. Um, so really, really driving into those will really uh, help us. Uh, going forward in the future. 
Okay. Uh, we actually just did an interview with uh, PDI Accentus on kind of the state of fuel loyalty uh, with EVs coming, right? Fuel prints, uh, uh, sorry, footprints changing, the whole app experience being a little different as well. Uh, so you kind of touched on that as well. How do you see kind of the, the maybe the, the product offering from electric maybe or to kind of different offerings? And how will that potentially impact customer experience? Because it could have potentially longer wait times in store or opportunities to engage in store. Is that something you guys are, are looking at? Yeah, we've had conversations around from the EV market. Um, there, it's a disjointed process today, right? I've got to have an app to do this, to start it over here. Then I've got to have an app to interact with the store and purchase something to your point around the long wait times. Ideally in the future, just like our fueling experience today that we have, we bring a charging experience in. That would yep. be the ideal state. So they're really interacting with us um, uh, and within the app. Uh, when you talk about the wait times, right? Depending on where the charger uh, the charging times are at, right? They're starting to go down year by year. Um, we've got the made to order food. That's a great way to bring them in. Um, there's ways to offer and incentivize them to get those in-store trips. I think that's that's where some of the benefit could come from. Uh, Matt or Matt Weber, Reisman, do you guys have anything you want to add? The only thing I would add is one of the, one of the big things we're working on is what I call non-transactional engagement opportunities. So yep. we have you know, right now we have a lot of ways for customers to engage based on a transaction, which is great. It's important. Um, and we're, you know, for, but for a lot of our customers, think about customers that shop with us daily. We have a lot of customers that shop with us multiple times a day. Um, they're, they're looking for and open to even more. And so we're building in, um, you know, we're working to build in some, some more non-transactional opportunities, whether that's, you know, more gamification, um, would be like an obvious one, but there's there's lots of other stuff that we're working on in the background. I don't want to reveal too much, but I think when when you think about wait times, um, that fits in really nicely with you know keep let's let's keep you're at come and go. Um, we're happy to keep you in 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 our ecosystem um, and you know and allow you to engage as a customer um, beyond just the stuff you buy and the the offers that you make use of. Okay. Uh, there's a good deal of discussion with regard to customers, how they're changing, evolving, expectations, meeting in the, the channel that they want to be in. Uh, you know, the brands of Loti360, we talk about that every few months as part of a kind of a meeting set we have. Where do you see your customer changing? How have they changed, you know, going into COVID, coming out of COVID? And then how are you adapting to that, that change? Yeah, I can take, I, I can take that one. It's been... Uh, yeah, it's been a wild three years. Um, you know, we started with the pandemic and it was kind of this catalyst of like pandemic lockdown. Then we had massive supply chain issues and, uh, the great resignation and then historic inflation and interest rates and lingering fears of recession now. So it's just the cumulative impact on the consumer and their behavior and the expectations is just it, it, it's it's been uh, it, it, it's happened so fast. Like we 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 early on was just we were really trying to just figure out what was going on. Um, but you know, during COVID, as we got into the early parts of the pandemic, um, and this is where the loyalty data. You know, this is a benefit. This is a huge benefit of the loyalty program. Like we, we were able to figure a lot of this out through the loyalty data, right? We can see over time. Um, but we started to really see. You know, customers started using us for these like fill-in trips and buying a lot more of the take-home sizes and um, they were willing to pay more for this kind of low touch in and out 
um, quickly experience, you know, getting in and out and, you know, say three minutes versus having, you know, during the pandemic wander through this, you know, huge store with all these people. And um, so that was something that, um, that we noticed pretty quickly. And we tried to um, shift some assortment to uh, in our stores to, to support those, those fill in grocery trips. People started shifting from the, you know, the fountain drinks and the grab and go on the, uh, my favorite roller grill, right? Like we, they started to go to more of the prepackaged and uh, type, type products there. So again, loyalty data was really helping us there figure that out quickly. Um, the morning commute, obviously, everybody's working from home. That's a big day part, big segment for us. That um, clearly was <laughs> was impacted by COVID. Um, so we've seen some big shifts there and like, you know, just our day parts. But that in the last year and a half kind of started to shift back you know a lot of the things some things are staying the same but some of the things are starting to shift back and then inflation hits and that just accelerated it and um we started to see customers budgeting more and they're starting to trade down to less expensive product uh options and brands and even you know own brands so inflation's getting back to normal but there's just still a lot of pressure on the consumer spending. You know, you've got higher interest rates, student loans coming back, um, savings from the pandemic are starting to, to dwindle. So we still see these value shopping behaviors continuing. And that's really where, again, where that loyalty becomes part of that value proposition that Matt and Matt were, were talking about. Like that, that's one of the ways where we can really demonstrate value and, and try and help with some of that, uh, some of those budgeting challenges there with the convenience and and then clearly on the on the technical side like convenience was we were behind the curve on um a lot of the the technologies the mobile ordering the the self-checkout um you know tap to pay all of those things and and, and matt and matt's teams you know just in a very short period of time we added online ordering um a way to activate the fuel pumps from your phone we put self-checkout in the stores like it, it one of the benefit was it pushed us for technology to adopt a lot of things that were, I don't know, at the time, nice to have, and they're just uh, now assumed, right? Like it's a, it's a must have. So um, I don't, I, I maybe 2024 will be normal, but I, I'd be surprised. So who knows, <laughs> who knows what's, what's happening next, but uh, um, if nothing else, uh, COVID in that period taught us to be agile and we're going to be able to respond and pivot a lot quicker than we had in the in the past and with the digital and loyalty platform um we can iterate really quickly well, that's good i think to, to your point it, it, it's the, the the transactional data uh overlaid with you know behavioral data and also zero party data as well to, to truly help uh personalize communication content engagement but also get feedback on store footprints and you know that if they're interested in ev and, and especially with the, the custom-made food that you have a great opportunity to leverage a loyalty program for that rich, uh, you know, data sets that you have. When when you look at privacy, privacy is a big area of, of concern for our members. We just finished a report, uh, a research report on, on privacy. I had a meeting on it yesterday. A big challenge with regard to privacy regulations: California, Virginia, Colorado. You know, how do you look at at privacy? And, and have you implemented changes with regard to your customer loyalty or your data collection initiatives? Due to you know the current or uh, kind of the state of uh, uh, customer privacy, yeah. So 
Well, with the with the mobile app going out, we did provide our customers with an easier way of uh, requesting not to sell their data and to delete their data, right? Uh, so we 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 have implemented that. Uh, we we haven't ran into any states where we've had those regulations outside of what uh, Colorado was proposing. Um, and then as we've been acquired by Maverick, we'll probably start doing more in that regard. Uh, there's always a balance between privacy and personalization that we always have to to balance of what our customer needs versus our business needs are. Um, we do err on the side of caution um, by only keeping what we need when we need it, um, and we do ask for transparent. We do we are transparent upfront with our customers on what we are doing. Okay, excellent. When you look at uh, your program, customer loyalty focus, you know, what are two or three things that you're most proud of with your customer loyalty program? I can start with that one since I haven't talked in a bit. Um, I, I kind of already gave this away, but I think the, the one of the main things for me is the personalization and flexibility. Um, we spent <clears throat> over two years building the new program. And one of the first things we did was we talked to our current members. We talked to our former members. We talked to people who had never joined and really understood what they wanted because for us to go spend money to create a new loyalty program, we wanted to know that we were creating something that you know, was flexible for the future, but also was giving our customers what they wanted. And so the the personalization and flexibility we built into the program is, you know, we didn't do it to, we didn't do it just to serve us. We did it to serve them, uh, to, to serve our members and our, and our prospective members. Um, and so that's, you know, it's something that we, you know, we've already seen, we've already seen our customers enjoying and, you know, and, you know, we'll hopefully retain them for the future. Um, the second thing I would say is the differentiated app experience. Um, I don't want to take, I don't want to steal Matt Anderson's thunder, um, but I think when I when, when I look at from a customer perspective, at there every brand is asking customers to download an app today. Um, you know, I, my kid, I have two kids, and I have to have an app for each of their schools. It's not the same app, of course. Um, and so, if we're asking our customers to download an app, I want it, it. It should be something that adds value to their life. It's not just making them go into another place on their phone just to shop at come and go. And so I think we've, I feel like we've done a really good job of that. Um, you know, credit, credit to Matt and his team. Um, it's so those, I think those are the two things for me that, that stand out the most. Okay. Excellent. Anyone else uh, uh, want to, uh, no? Uh, when you look at other customer loyalty uh, programs, uh, are there some brands that you are loyal to from a customer loyalty perspective? And, and if so, what do you like about their offerings? Matt Reisman. I'll take it. Yep. Okay. Um, I, I, I mean, I think we're, I think we're a little different from the average customer because we think about this stuff all day. So my, you know, my answer is probably biased towards uh, being a little bit wonky, but I mean, it's cliche, but Starbucks to me is still, still setting, still setting the standard for a lot of, a lot of what is done in loyalty programs. Um, just the, I think the thing that, that I admire about what they do is they seem to be able to meet customer. They're so good at meeting customers where they are. Um, and it's something that was, you know, was important as we built our program that, you know, the, the customer that shops twice a day at come and go every day, and the customer that shops once every two weeks, we need to be able to have an experience that works for both of them because they're both valuable to us as, as customers. Um, the other one that the other one that always that continues to impress me is Jimmy John's. Um, the simplicity, the simplicity and 
and efficiency of their program is impressive. Um, you know, that's having, having helped build a, a new loyalty program. I just, I look at what they do and it's so clean. It's, it works so well. Um, and, you know, it seems like when they roll out something, it's, it's flawless every time. So I, I admire what they're doing as well. Okay. Excellent. Matt Anderson, do you have uh, any uh, programs? Yeah, I mean, I, I jump on the bandwagon with Jimmy John's. The the achievement badges, right, that gamification, being able to do that um, by using purchasing like the gauntlet was a great way to to get customers to purchase the food, but also reward it at the end. That kind of killed two birds with one stone. Um, I, re I really liked that ability to do it. So I, I would echo what Matt had just said. Okay. And the last question we have, uh, you know, what can Loyalty360 do to help you and your team uh, with your customer loyalty efforts? Uh, Go ahead, Matt. I, I was going to say, for me, what would be beneficial for me is peer-to-peer -peer networking. Again, I'm, I'm so new into this, understanding our peers and what they're doing, how to, you know, the best practices. That would be extremely beneficial to me. Okay. We, we as we as a company, uh, just culture wise, we love to benchmark. We love to to get with our peers and understand what they're doing. It, it, there's a, like a touch of FOMO there. Like, are we missing out on the next? You know, the big idea that somebody's doing, and it, 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 in any industry, um, not just in in retail, just from a loyalty perspective. So um, that's something that, uh, that 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 we really enjoy doing is talking with our peers and, and learning about how they're doing. Um, it's also sometimes good to just hear that other people share some of the challenges you have and talk about how how, how they're addressing those. Um, so those connections are really, really great. Okay, great. Um, well, that's uh, definitely a, a, a lot of things we focus on. Uh, the peer, peer community is a big piece of what we're doing research and truly trying to elevate the whole discussion around customer loyalty. And obviously what you guys are doing is was commendable and great to hear for sure. So uh, thanks to the three Matt's, the directors, the three Matt directors uh, for the uh, very interesting discussion, getting to learn a little bit more about Come and Go. Uh, hopefully uh, the, the partnership with Maverick is a smashing success and uh, we look forward to hearing more from the combined teams uh, going forward. Really appreciate the time. Thank you. Perfect. Great to chat. Yep. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you everyone for taking the time to listen today. Make sure to join us back for another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty series soon and have a wonderful day.